Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today we'll be talking about six stress-provoking thinking habits. It's going to be one you might want to take notes on, so I hope you're ready. All right, but let's get on to today's show, six stress-provoking thinking habits. I'm going to list these out first, and then we'll get talking uh, about them individually. The first one is catastrophizing. The second one is discounting the positive and exaggerating the negative. The third one is mind reading. The fourth one, being an eternal expert. Fifth one is shoulding. And the sixth one is blaming. We can hear the negativity in a lot of those uh, in that list. And we all might have one or two of these, and some of us might have more of them. These are wonderful things to be able to work on because it's very personal. It's what we can just catch. It's like our internal environment, right? We can clean up that internal environment by being aware of our thinking style that may become have become a habit. And just like any other kind of habit, we can take a good review of it, decide if we want to keep it or not. Some habits are helpful and some are not. And so let's review these um habitual styles of thinking uh, that cause us extra stress and leading us into anxiety. Catastrophizing. Now this kind of thinking, uh, I actually had had a lot of this back in the day. I don't think I do it anymore, but unless I'm in a maybe really weak moment, but for the most part, this one can be cleaned up because it's a habit of amplifying the negative and talk about amplifying, this will really amplify your anxiety because it keeps you in that constant state of fear because the fear is not happening to you, but it's happening in your mind. So in challenging situations, uh, what happens when you catastrophize is that you expect horror, disaster, and your thinking automatically imagines the worst possible outcome. 
You know, it's a place where the what ifs come in loud and clear. Let's see if we can come up with an example. If you were talking about um, the weather, perhaps it's uh, winter now and a lot of the United States has got snow. And if you started talking about the snow and that, geez, we're expected to get some snow tonight, maybe a couple of inches even, is the person who had the catastrophe-like thinking would be saying, oh my God, here we go. You know, the winter is always so bad. It never stops snowing. It's going to be a blizzard. I can just tell. I'm never going to get out of my driveway in the morning and so forth and so on. You know where I'm going with that. And we've all had times, um, perhaps, when we were in a tough spot where this one really got us going. And it does absolutely nothing but feed your anxiety. So this is a good one to check in on with your own thinking and see if you are looking at the catastrophe. The second one is exaggerating the negative and also discounting the positive, whichever way you want to have that going. Uh, And they go hand in hand. And it really, really does contribute to your anxiety and it can contribute to people becoming depressed over time because positive things that are happening in someone's life, all the small joys are downplayed or they're not acknowledged. And then all of the negative things that are happening, all the challenges in life, those are magnified and they're given full attention. So you can see where mindfulness would really be helpful with this, where we take a step back and we are looking at what we're actually, what's actually happening and going to neutral first. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on. Um, and an example of that would be when we use the word, but quite a bit in conversation or when we're talking and it leads to a negative, uh, a negative statement. Like if you got a compliment about a project that you had been working on and you might say, oh yeah, 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 it was, uh, it came out pretty good, but you know, I'm, but I'm still making a lot of mistakes, but I don't know how to do the next project. You could even take it out of the situation that's being talked about and project it out into the future of something that you're worried about. So you can see where the, but Uh, can get us into trouble. And a lot of times when you are exaggerating on the negative, you forget to look at the positive. You forget that those good things that are happening do count. They do matter. And so we want to, if we can bring things to neutral first, we can begin to see, hey, neither of those carry so much weight that I have to totally focus on one or the other, but I can have both. That it isn't about this or that, but it is about this and that. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The third one I want to talk about is mind reading. Uh, We've all probably done this and It involves convincing ourselves that we know exactly what someone else is thinking, that we know what someone else is going to say or their answer to our request. It's a place where we think we know the answer that other people are thinking, that we know their thoughts, we know how they are interpreting our beingness or our actions. It's a really difficult one to get out of if you're stuck in it, but it's the it's a best one to be able to um, to jump out of because then when you are not thinking other thoughts for other people, it gives you so much freedom. It gives you the ability to actually find out what other people are thinking. So it's quite freeing. This one can free up a lot of stress and anxiety, especially people with social anxiety, really, really thinking that they know what other people are thinking. And it's just not true. It's your anxious mind talking. And again, it's those intrusive thoughts running through that we get to decide whether we're going to pay attention to them or not. So the mind reading piece would be a really good one to take a step back and look at closely if you are doing it. Because they're usually incorrect assumptions. They're usually negative, right? It's not something we're not incorrectly assuming that someone thinks that we are the best fit for a job when we're on an interview. We're usually going the negative way, which is what the anxious mind likes to do. And as a matter of fact, the negative thinking is usually a tip off that that it is your anxious mind involved there. The fourth one that I have listed here is being the eternal expert and this can be a tricky one because you might want, you might want to wonder, well, why would that cause us to be more stressed or why would that, you know, lead us to our anxiety? But it's a, it's not about the, the fact that you know a lot or that you are an expert in something, but it's that need to be the eternal expert. Um, it really does play into your stress levels because it necessitates the fact that you have to be on guard. You have to be 
in control of getting your expertise out there that you have to have the last word often. And it can be uncomfortable to be around. And it actually plays on your own internal energy by always being on guard like that. It's when being wrong isn't an option anymore. And you're continually feeling like you're on trial and you have to defend your opinions and your actions. This uh, world is always unfolding and evolving and none of us are uh, the eternal experts. So this is a really good one to drop to give yourself some peace inside. The fifth one that I have listed is the shoulds. So this is if you you do a lot of shoulding. This is very common. We hear this word over and over again. We say it, we say it to other people, but it can really lead to a lot of guilt. It can lead to anger and all of that on top of stress. We already know that it's stressful. What this does is it it's setting up rules for us. It involves us having a list of unbreakable rules, either for ourselves or for others, where it's not that something is happening, it's that it should happen or it shouldn't happen. It's like it's set in stone, right? It's a rule that has been set in stone. And if you break those rules for yourself, that you you give yourself guilt or you you feel the stress of not having carried out the rule that you put up for yourself. You know, this is because we set high expectations for ourselves. And that's wonderful because we all want to achieve and move forward and have accomplishments and give out into the world. But we don't want to have those as such strong expectations that they are shoulds and their rules and that there can't be another way around that. So when we break those rules on ourselves, when we don't do what we said we should do, we can often become really um, guilty. That leads to a lot of stress and anger and resentful either toward ourselves or others. But all of that is very stress provoking. And now number six we have here is blaming. So blaming is really putting out that others are responsible for our pain or our happiness or our unhappiness. And also it involves our own holding ourselves responsible for um, the problems or happiness of others. So we either are holding others responsible for our pain and suffering, or we are holding ourselves responsible for the pain and suffering of others. And so you know, the blaming, there is always someone or something outside of yourself um, that is the cause of your own suffering and pain. And this this one can be really, um, it, it can be tricky to look at because oftentimes things happen and there is another person involved. And so we have to get very clear on whether it is the other person or it is ourselves that is responsible for our happiness. Well, really, it is ourselves that is, we are responsible for our own happiness. And that is very freeing when we come to that. Yes, things happen in life. Really amazing things happen that we never expected. And people that we loved and trusted and cared for may 
may do things that hurt us, but we have to not blame them for um, our own pain. When we are suffering like that, it is our interpretation of what happened. And actually, it is fine that we have pain sometimes. And we can take that and say that this, let's say it was a breakup. This breakup has caused me to feel pain. And I don't need to put blame anywhere for it. It is something that actually happened in life. And now I have to deal with it. And there's pain involved with it. But it doesn't help. It feels good in the moment, perhaps, to point a finger and blame it outward. Well, he said, she said, or he did this, or she did that. But it really does not help us at all because it keeps us stuck. It keeps us from looking at the only thing that we can control, which is our own perception and our own interpretation of what's happening and our own new way of going forward. So the blaming piece keeps us from going forward. So it's very important that we let that one go. I hope that these are helpful for you because when we get stuck in these types of thinking and when they run wild in us, one of them or more than one of them, it really is a recipe for stress, anxiety, and even depression because we can start to feel bad about ourselves if we are carrying guilt. And, you know, just being aware of these things. Remember, I, we always talk about it, to be aware. Mindfulness is to be aware without judgment. And be aware of these things without judgment. And how your thinking can allow you to step outside. This awareness thinking can allow you to step outside of these habits. And you can gain insight into, into how you really are handling things. It can be illuminating. You can begin to move forward because it'll allow you to work more skillfully and more consciously with what is going on with the thing that you can control, which is how you think and how you interpret and your perception of things versus having it be external and have all this happening to you. I hope that you will be able to take some time and look at these six um, habits and see if any of them apply to you. And if they do, that you be kind to yourself and that you look with kindness, with compassion, and with care as to how you can handle situations of thinking differently. The beauty of that is, is it's our mind is always with us. And so in life gives us many opportunities to practice these things. You know, journaling about them can be helpful. If you want to write it down, if you want to say where you had a glitch today and maybe fell into one of these habits, you can write it out. And on the next page over, Give yourself a chance to write it out how you could have handled it differently, how that thinking could have gone more to neutral versus getting hung up in a habit, a way of habitual thinking. Again, just choose to look at your situations differently. 
either in the journal or just in your mind and view your thoughts as simply events rather than facts. Remember, sometimes the mind is not telling us the truth. So you get to look at it consciously, with awareness, without judgment, and decide. I hope that you have had some insights come out from listening to this podcast today. I find it very interesting to be able to look at thinking and how we let the mind take us for a ride sometimes because the way out of anxiety and panic is to be able to be more at ease with our thinking. And we do that by first being able to bring it down into neutral. And now for today's quote. He who would be serene and pure needs but one thing, detachment. And that's from Meister Eckert. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.